it's the half moon night and it's time to reflect on the Dhamma. So I try and share something I kind of practice with. So the Buddha's teachings, I mean, that's our bloodline living this life and the word Buddha means the enlightened one so and Buddha has given all the teachings that are needed for enlightenment you know the Four Noble Truths the Eightfold Path and the word Buddha means to awaken so, awakening, awakening the mind. We all live in a dream, kind of a, we live in a dream and we have to awaken from this dream. Seeing the reality of things. So, all of us have heard the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path. But uh, I'm sure that's why we're all here, taking this up, taking this life, coming to the monastery. Because we have heard the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path, which is the core teachings of the Buddha. But hearing it, oh, I can say I haven't awakened myself fully hearing it. So what's missing? Not being able to awaken oneself, fully awaken oneself after hearing the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path. Well, I think hearing it and knowing it is one thing, but bringing it to the present moment is another thing. I think that's the missing point, not bringing it alive, bringing it to the present moment. So there are many aspects of Buddha's teachings and I like to Choose, I have chosen the five aggregates of clinging to talk about. And uh, the five aggregates of clinging, I have chosen this uh, sutta, Asi Visopama Sutta, the simile of the vipers. It's in the Samyutta Nikaya. And uh, it's a very long sutta about explaining about many things, but I've just, Buddha starts that sutta by saying, a person who likes happiness, who doesn't like death, comes along, and uh, this person is given these four vipers with horrible venom. And the person is asked to Take it as 
it belongs to the person and but the person has to from time to time uh, lift it bathe it feed it and rest it and if if that's not done the vipers will get angry and then there will be pain and it can experience painful death or painful fail uh, go through pain the one who doesn't want to go through pain and death so these four vipers are these are simile and a metaphor because i find buddha's teaching buddha is always teaching using metaphors and similes for me that's a very clever way of teaching the dhamma and buddha is one of the greatest teachers i find so with these similes things come alive for me and they help to understand it in a deeper way so these four vipers are compared to the four elements the ex- element of extension the earth element the element of fluidity the water element the element of uh, heat the fire element and the element of motion the air element so these four elements in the world we have these four elements everything is this our consists of these four elements they come together the body is formed by four elements coming together and when you look at the world the four elements are there and these if these four elements get agitated we have tsunamis we have hurricanes we have floods so that's what happens in the world and in the same way in this body when the four elements are disturbed and agitated we get sick and die so that's why these bodies we have to uh, change our posture wash it feed it rest it just like the four vipers need that atten- that kind of a attention so if we don't do that to these bodies naturally the body will get sick and die so that's that's the way to understand this body the nature of this body so maybe that's the dream we are living in and that's what we have to wake up to to understand the buddha's teachings seeing things in their reality and it's a, the four elements it's a good way of uh, contemplating and meditating on four elements and in the same sutta <clears throat> buddha goes along to say that there are five executioners madras executioners these five executioners are compared to the five aggregates so that's why i chose <clears throat> this sutta to ex- uh, to talk about the five aggregates of clinging so the first uh, um, the first aggregate is the form
And the, the form is made of four elements. <clears throat> so we can... And having a body, it's the body that... Having this body, we have to look after this body. And it's this body that kills the body, really, because either you can get a heart attack or cancer or something, and the body dies with that... Uh, with, within the body, the body can kill oneself. So, so that's the true nature of this body. We create this body, that's what we get born into. Birth is creating this body, having a body. Not knowing the very same body that we create will kill us one day, because that is imminent, isn't it? So that is the way to understand this birth. Because everybody who's born has to get old, get sick and die. Nobody has escaped that. But that's, that's the first dart. So nobody has, can escape old age, sickness and death. That's common to all of us. And that's the first dart, that's the first, the suffering everybody has to go through. But if somebody is hit with a dart, and a second dart is hit at the same place, that's the second dart the Buddha was talking about, how we can overcome the suffering which can be overcome what mind makes out of this old age, sickness and death. So that's the second dart, which through meditation and through mind training, we are trying to understand and overcome. Because the first dart is common to all of us, but the second dart is something we can do something about the second dart. And that's what Buddha's teachings are pointing to, how to overcome this suffering, and through meditation, contemplation, and reflection. So going back to the five aggregates, we all know about, uh, well, to a certain extent, we know about the impermanence and the suffering because we have lived 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years, I think everybody here. So as we get old, as we live this life, through life experiences, we do understand, we do come across the impermanence and the unsatisfactoriness of this existence. But as we grow older, we try to control what's around us. And that, that kind of behavior, what we tend to do, That's happening, that's something constructed in the mind. 
the mind constructs all these things, you know, through feeling, perception, mental formations and consciousness, the remaining four aggregates. So that's something we can uh, be aware of, try to understand and observe. It's a question of observing and being aware of and understanding what's happening in the mind. We can't eliminate these things. It's not a question of, oh yes, I have anger, I have greed, I must eliminate it. It doesn't work like that. First we have to observe and understand this process. It's a question of observing and understanding the process as it happens every day. So the more we do that observing and understanding, uh, hopefully, the more we understand it, more we become at ease with it. So the, the feelings, we have pleasant, unpleasant and neutral feelings. And what the perception does is, what we feel, what we perceive, and what we perceive, we apprehend. So the perception is the culprit in my understanding, because we perceive things. Well, in day-to-day -day life, I have experienced many times I have how I have perceived it wrong. And we carry these perceptions of situations of people, we carry these perceptions around. Carrying these perceptions, we bear grudges. And, and it can lead to quarrels and uh, disputes. So it's the perception that, that mostly I find the culprit is. So, when we perceive things, we perceive it in the wrong way, most of the time, I can say that. And we learn <laughs> by creating wrong perceptions. And Buddha has compared perception to a mirage. It's, we are seeing something that's not there. Uh, like the deer who runs after the mirage. They run and run and run. Once they get near the mirage, they realize there's no water. So perception is also something, that's the, that's the way the, the perception is explained by the Buddha. So we perceive, we perceive things that are inherently unsatisfactory because everything is changing. We know that things never stay the same, they change all the time. But it's very difficult to see that anicca, you know, the perception of impermanence. We make it permanent. So that's where we get the perception wrong. The impermanence is seen as permanent. And then we think anything and everything will give us pleasure. As soon as we see, them, see something, I mean, 
if, if you take an example, day-to-day -day examples, if you see food, we straight away think, oh, that will give me pleasure. So that's how we perceive things straight away. It has to give me pleasure, it's permanent, and it belongs to me. We try to make it our own, yes? So this is how we perceive things, and that's the perception, and that's the world we live in, and that's the dream world we live in, which we need to wake up from and see the real, the reality of things, the impermanence, the unsatisfactoriness, and not self. So the more we choose to learn to perceive things in this way, hopefully, maybe the suffering reduces. That's what the teachings are all about, as far as I know it. So that's the work we have to do. And when we see our existence in this way, because the existence, this, these bodies, we all have bodies and, and a body and a mind, and it's all, all that is there is these five aggregates. And we all have it. So the more we understand through this mind and body, what's going on in this mind and body, the more we observe and understand it, it's, we can realize it's, if it's true for this body and mind, it's true for everybody around me. Because we are all human beings. And the more we see that, the mind expands you know, seeing the true nature of this existence. And when we see the truth with using this mind and body, then we can see that everybody around us is having the same mind and body and suffering and creating suffering in the same way. And more we can understand this, the mind can open up and we can have loving kindness and compassion for all beings. Because if this person is suffering, it's true for all, of, all around me. And that will help us to live in harmony to see each other as beings, all beings who are suffering, going through the same feelings, perceptions, mental formations, having a body, and being conscious. To be able to see people in this way and having loving kindness for all people around us.
and there was a, another simile given given for these five aggregates, which uh, said um, a blind man, a blind person is given a dirty cloth, and this person is told that this is a very precious, beautiful cloth. It's a dirty cloth, but he's told it's a very precious, beautiful cloth. Look after it. So this blind person is holding on to this cloth, thinking it's very beautiful and very precious. But it's a very dirty old cloth. And one day this person is able to cure his blindness. And this person sees that the cloth for the first time and realize it's a dirty old cloth which has been taken as a very precious beautiful cloth all this time and suddenly you wake up I suppose so that's that's how I see that simile you know these five aggregates are compared to this dirty cloth and once we, when we understand the true nature of this existence, we wake up to the fact that we have been holding on to something that's not giving us lasting happiness and wake up to the reality. And also these perceptions are born out of distorted view, you know, I think I mentioned that before as well, it's uh, not seeing things as they are. We create uh, taking things as mine, you know, Things that don't belong, things not nothing belongs to us really, but we perceive them as mine. And when we perceive things as mine, we create the existence. So that's a post perception of seeing a, a perception of a distorted view. The more we have these distorted views, we create wrong perceptions. And taking things, impermanent things as permanent, we create views and opinions. These are that supposed perception of taking impermanence as permanence. how views and opinions are created. Because if we see things as impermanent, our views and opinions will be different. So that's the training I think one has to do in through meditation, 
that's through contemplation and reflection to be able to see things in in the right light in their true nature so it's a lifelong practice i don't think i'll have to persevere put the effort persevere and uh, work with it have the patience to work with it and be with it well it's interesting you know why i chose the five aggregates was it there's a another sutta which explains it's between venerable sariputta and mahakotita and they were having a conversation and venerable mahakotita asks venerable sariputta uh, how do how does one uh, who is virtuous develop uh, wise reflection so uh, venerable sariputta explains saying one has to take these five aggregates and contemplate for their true nature that is uh, for his impermanence and satisfactoriness and not self it's divided into i mean these three are divided into finer uh into a finer sections of 11 but uh, that's what he said to venerable sariputta said to venerable mahakotita to take them the body as a something that changes all the time and uh, a perception as a disease uh, and so on and so forth and i think uh, uh, in that he explained the consciousness the vijnana to be a dart uh, a dart that uh, the consciousness is compared to a dart because uh, we get affected by the darts yeah in when a dart is hit we get affected by it and uh, with the said that the consciousness is in on average it's hitting us about 100 darts because the, how we see things you know oh so and so is doing harm to me how dare she speaks to me like that how am i treated like this why am i treat- why is it had to be me that kind of that's the kind of darts buddha was talking about so in on average they were saying how from the time we wake up oh i have to go to work today or to have to go to puja <laughs> that kind of darts we are hit by those darts every day on average apparently 100 times maybe more so he this why i brought this up is because he was asking how a virtuous uh develops wise reflection so he said this is how a person develops wise reflection by contemplating on the five aggregates and he said and then he said uh when somebody contemplates on these five aggregates a virtuous person 
if he constant if he contemplates on these five aggregates and he will reach the first stage of enlightenment so the the question and answer you know the debate goes on and then what a person who has reached the first stage of enlightenment what does that person has to do so venerable satguru repeats it's the same you you contemplate on the five aggregates so if you contemplate on the five aggregates once you are a, have reached the first stage of enlightenment that's a stream entra you get to the stage of non uh once returner if you contemplate on the five aggregates so then the question is asked what happens how does the person who is uh, once returner develop wise reflection the same answer contemplate on five aggregates so when the once returner contemplates on five aggregates that person becomes a non-returner and it goes on when the non-returner contemplates on five aggregates becomes an arahant and then fully enlightened being so the question is asked so what does happen to, what happens to the fully enlightened being when the bhagavata says still has to contemplate on the five aggregates nothing changes so that's why i've took this subject of five aggregates because it's that important whether the work is done we start by contemplating on five aggregates and when once the work is done still it's the same thing we do we still have to look after this mind by contemplating on five aggregates and it's complete it finishes by saying a fully enlightened being contemplating on these five aggregates live abides in peace and tranquility that's that's all the work that has to be done the the fully enlightened being has finished the work but still contemplating on these five aggregates the person can have a good abiding lives in pleasure having the long lasting pleasure that's what we are seeking and develop satisampajanya that is being fully aware and full comprehension so that's interesting when i read that because yes we start with it as a learner you know start with the five aggregates contemplate it reflect on it and try to understand the true nature of this body feelings perception mental formations and consciousness and then one understands it fully but still practice the same so i thought that's a very beautiful way of understanding these teachings because uh, we all have to do the same thing at whatever level we are to contemplate this mind and body that's all the work we have to do
So I think that's all I can think of for the moment about these fiber aggregates. I'm sure there's a lot more to talk about it, but uh, that's what comes to my mind. And uh, I like to end it here. Thank you for your attention. Wish you all well on your practice.